What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Nerdwide Podcast. This is episode 18 of that Nerdwide Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Haynes, with the man in the midday 180 hoodie. That is Mr. Chris Rivers. How's it going, Tyler? You know, it's it's going. I uh, explained to you when we first yeah. got on the call. I did a uh, a workout boot camp this morning out in the misty rain, and it was a little cold, so my chest is wheezing. Show my lungs off. are wheezing. Well, it's not that. It's just if I come into a coughing fit, you you can tell. I'll mute my mic, and we'll go from there. But it's a possibility. Um, but man, it's been going good. It's been a, a pretty decent week, uh, slow and steady. Some. Bigger gaming news, finally. Um, but other than that, and there's a, some big TV news we're going to get into as well. But, Chris, how has your week been? Uh, this week was, was pretty decent, man. The work went fairly smooth. I uh, didn't have to work overtime this week, so I got to sleep. Yeah, that's uh, always a good news. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of my I, – I kept getting hit with this line, right, from an advertisement for a show we're going to be covering. Okay. And just keeps popping into my head for no reason because for some reason i guess i love this line (laughs) (laughs) the difference between wait now see now now Uh, now now you're messing up okay yeah (laughs) the difference between a wizard and a sorcerer is a sorcerer doesn't wear a hat of course you're talking about the the new TV spot and trailer from Falcon and Winter Soldier, which Chris Killian might I add. I want to make sure I get this quote right, or because the Falcon and Winter Soldier is such a long name. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Killian from ComicBook.com has decided to abbreviate it a different way, and I like the way he abbreviated it. Now I want to get right to it. Um, Sam and Bucky, just call it a day. Call it Sam and Bucky. I I kind of agree with it. Yeah, I mean. I just every time we talk about the show, I don't want to call it the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's just it's a mouthful. It doesn't roll off the tongue like Wandavision does, or or uh, well, just just Bucky and Sam. Not to mention, with so many of us thinking that you know, someone's taken up Cap Shield, right? Is Falcon and Winter Soldier going to apply, right? Or, or we're just going to call it the Captain America show, right? So. But, guys, that is how we are doing. We hope you're all doing well and staying safe out there. Of course, if you like this show, subscribe to us on whatever platform mm-hmm. you choose. If that's your audio, of course, just hit that subscribe button. If you're on video, make sure you subscribe us on YouTube.com. And like us if you like the video. If you like, if you have any other comments, questions, concerns, leave it down in the chat in the comments. We'd like to know what you're thinking about. Of course, if that is also, not... Also, hit oh, the little bell. Yeah, hit the bell. Hit that bing. You know, I'm just going to do the audio effect for you. It just lights up. Anyways, if that's not enough, patreon.com slash nerdwide is the place for you to go to cost us a couple of bucks our way if you want to as well. It comes with a couple of different perks in there just for you. But Chris, let's get right into it. Our first topic of the evening is TV. And of course, I have to ask what you've been watching. Superman and Lois. Good call. That's Good call. Yeah. So, I know last week you hadn't seen the second episode yet. Um, right. I want to. I want to hear your thoughts on that one before we jump into episode three. Uh, I liked it. I think we've talked about before with uh, with Wandavision. You kind of you kind of have the same thing with a TV show as you do with uh, with a film 
series or trilogy, right? The second one, you always kind of wonder if there's going to be a fall off because they spent so much time planning episode one. Mm-hmm. Like, is episode one just going to knock it out of the park and episode two is going to be a bit of a downer, a bit of a letdown? I didn't feel like it was. Um, I was actually... They they moved the story forward enough. It, mm-hmm. It's kind of a... It, it's a weird thing with TV because you have to balance giving people more story while also pacing it so that you hit those moments at key points so that it never does have a big lull in it. So you're going to have small valleys here or there. And and I thought they, they did well with it. They kept it interesting enough. Um, more of the uh, adjustment for the kids finding out that their dad is Superman. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. For those of you that uh, oh, I've had a spoiler screen up. We're good. That, <laughs> for, the, for those of you that don't know that uh, Clark Kent is Superman, mm. I, yeah, it's it's what it is. I like with that well, with that the second episode of the I like how they did it. And did you see what I was talking about? Did you like the um, the Jor El actor? Because I'm pretty sure he's not related or continued to anything. I just didn't enjoy him as Jor-El. I, now I, I, I see exactly what you're saying. Um, and maybe that's because they've had, you know, some of the other actors that have played him in the past um, have been different. It's always weird to me that they cast someone who's so much older. Mm-hmm. Like, like they're casting for this person to be the father of grown Clark Kent, when in reality he would be a young guy. Yeah, because he was a baby. Clark, <laughs> right. So I thought it would have been great if they'd gotten Cameron Cuff to come in. Oh. Well, and, and if you're watching, that would have been interesting, right? right. It, I mean, and that's the thing too is if you're watching it on. Um, like through the CW app or whatever, like when their commercials, mm-hmm. they had a, a a commercial for this um, Krypton, and I was like, oh, I, I really hate that they yep. and it went to CW seed, because unfortunately that's where shows that are dead go to, uh, go to purgatory. I guess is the best word to say it, because there's been some shows that I've loved that got canceled that went to CW seed. And they just, I know in my heart that's never coming back. And which I wish it would, because Cameron Cuff was a phenomenal actor. So was uh, Sean Siptos, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, his name. I I would have been happy if they'd done what they've done before and just found a way to reuse the old footage of Marlon Brando as mm-hmm. Jor-El from the original Superman. Right. Um, I think they brought him back for, was it Superman Returns with... Uh, Yes. Brandon Roof. Yeah. So that would have been kind of acceptable because he's, I mean, he's a, such an iconic actor. Yeah. And it ties it back in some way to the the series that got so many people on board from a film standpoint. But uh, no, they, they went the route they went, I guess, whatever. <sighs> There's a reason for it, I'm sure. And and another thing, you know, along the same lines of, I'm not sure with the Fortress of Solitude, it does not look like the same one from the the Arrow, the CW verse, right? And, and that Super was weird. Girl. And I'm like, I'm still not convinced. I mean, people are saying that it's still a part of the the universe, but I'm not convinced that it is. 
because of everything that's happening. You think with um, this new Lex Luthor or any of these natural disasters and things we're seeing and, you know, them going back to the Kent farm, you think Melissa Benoist would show up as far as, or do something, at least to bridge the show. I don't know if they're trying to get the aunt's feet first and maybe she'll come around some in season two, but no. I want to know now, let's jump into episode three here. Um, what did you think of the opening bridge scene? I was surprised. And I was surprised because I didn't think they would even attempt something on that level mm-hmm. for a show in its third episode like this. It, like, it it did not look good to me. It didn't look great, but I was, like I said, I was surprised they even attempted it. Yeah. Um, I think the, the big point of it, uh, or what all they really got out of it was some character development for Superman. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's, lifting this up to prevent it from crushing this guy and then he takes one hand off and waves or and he's like oh yeah yeah, but that was it i mean there there really wasn't a point except for that and to show that in the middle of these family activities now he no longer has to make an excuse yeah and he can just take off and the kids are starting to show it and to realize it and i feel like this was a a very good because um, you know we've talked about it several episodes ago with episode uh, one of Superman and Lois that it's a it's a good Smallville it's it's starting to add like a Smallville story and I mm-hmm. felt like this episode in particular really showed that off especially with um, with um, not Jonathan why, uh, yeah Jonathan joining the football team and Jordan right Jordan yeah Jonathan's the one that actually is a quarterback. And um, we got some good character development, and we we've seen the things that um, John Kent was talking about in Smallville to Clark when he joined the football team. He said, "You've got right. these powers; it's unfair and things like that." But and then Jordan and uh, Jonathan explained to his dad that no, he's actually building friends, and this is the happiest I've ever seen him. Because it mm. feels like something he belongs in, and that just—I felt like that was great how they did all of that. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting because I I can see a villain turn coming for him out of it mm-hmm. though, because he's he's never had a lot of friends or anything, and now he sees how he can utilize his abilities, although he says he's not using them. But there's no way he re- he's throwing them that far, <laughs> right? He doesn't realize he's using them. Yeah. And I think he's gonna he's gonna get to a point where he's like, oh wow, this can really benefit me, mm-hmm. and he's gonna go to the dark side a little bit, and uh, that's something that never happened with Clark. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see the dynamics. The the brothers are the twins are so close to each other, and we got a little bit more of a backstory with um, the the love interest of the show. And her suicide attempt, and with Lana Lang and everything, I feel like that um, the conversation on the bed was a little forced right there at the end mm-hmm. of the show. 
Uh, that was just me personally, but I feel like they could have wrapped it up a little bit sooner. But the hotel, or I guess the motel um, fight scene, that was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and then figuring out, like, there was ways that obviously he could have. So how does he get stabbed in the ear with a pin, right? Mm-hmm. But then Superman's punches don't do anything to him. And right. I, just, I just thought that was curious. Maybe it was like a puncture thing and not a blunt object thing, but... I thought that was curious, but I thought that was a very cool shot of them going through the wall into the yeah. next room. I, I really enjoyed what they did there. Yeah, that that was a that was a nice scene. To kind of go back to what we were um, we were talking about though with the brothers. So far, as far as we know, um, in present day on the show, Jonathan has not shown any ability to do anything right we saw the flashbacks of them growing up and he just slings this ball (laughs) through the rope (laughs) through the rope the tire swing falls down right um so obviously he has power do you think we're going to get a brother versus brother um after the powers have manifested like yeah I, i think that will be a couple seasons down the road um because I really do think they're going to set up a, a Lex and Superman uh, rivalry between the two brothers. Um, I don't know which one right now is going to be Lex and which one is going to be um, Clark in the situation. But I think that's what they're going to, to do. Sorry, when I said Lex, my uh, Alexa turned on. But <laughs> <laughs> the, I feel like it's, it's tied to emotion. And I don't think Jonathan Kent has gotten to that point that Jordan has. Because if Mm. you've noticed that every, even like the hallway scene um, where they set up that Clark was always listening to their conversations. Well, not always, but you know, like here and there. And like you see his eyes flash and you see him clenching his fists. I was like, oh, it's it's tied to his anger. Um, And that's obviously how the football stuff happened as well with the shoulder bumps and just knocking him clear across the field. Uh, but but I'm, I'm still enjoying this show and I, the, the, the opening scene, uh, threw me through, um, made me go "Hmm," a little bit just because of the, of how much CGI they were using then. And to me, it didn't look that great until you got underneath the bridge with the, with the man, the boat, Mm -hmm. but I'm excited to see what comes next. Uh, I'm really not looking forward to this break in a couple of weeks. It's really going to... Um, it's going to suck. Yeah. It, it's just, it, honestly, it's exactly what it is. And there's no other way to put it. Um, but we'll get there and we'll come out of it and we'll talk about it then. But, and as far as... So that's, we obviously watched Superman and Lois. And the other thing I've watched is The Mass Singer. The new season started. And spoiler alert, um, Kermit the Frog was the the first celebrity guest a lot of people have been talking about it because that's really weird but and not liking how they did that but chris i want to get right into the news because this is something else to do with cw that we have to talk about and we talked about i don't think it was last week i think it was a couple weeks ago of um the powerpuff girls is it going to be a live action show coming to the cw 
So let's jump right into our first of two news stories for the TV notable news. That is, CW's live-action Powerpuff Girls cast has been announced. And we're going to Variety.com for this one by Joe Otterson. The live-action Powerpuff Girls pilot at the CW has found its three leads, with Chloe Bennett, Dove Cameron, and Yana Peralt as all joining the show. The Powerpuff Girls live-action series was first announced as being in development uh, back in August, based on the Cartoon Network series created by Craig McCracken. The new series sees the pint-sized superheroes as disillusioned 20-somethings who resent having lost their childhood to crime-fighting. Will they agree to reunite now that the world needs them the most? <sighs> and it's, it's, it's great. Um, Tyler. Yes. So, when we talked about this initially, yeah, I pointed out I'd never seen this show. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was not really... They're going to make me watch this with the casting. Yeah, and that's, and that's exactly when I texted, when, when this news broke and I texted it to you, I said, well, looks like we've got another show, weekly show to watch. But what's, what's crazy is, I mean, here, I'll read this last uh, little uh, section here, paragraph here. Bennett has been cast as Blossom, Cameron has been cast as Bubbles, and Feralt has been cast as Buttercup. The pilot reunites Bennett and Cameron, though this time they'll play allies instead of enemies. Both previously appeared in the ABC Marvel series Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., in which Bennett's character and Cameron's fought against each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they got me hooked on this show. I mean, it was one of those that was a toss-up if I was even going to watch it. But just because of, one, Chloe Bennett, I will follow whatever she does for, you know, from here on out. And two, now with Dove Cameron. I mean... Yeah. I'm, I'm all in. I'm ready for this. As as close as the characters were on Shield, they really need to get Clark Gregg to guest star. Yeah, as, oh, he needs to be Professor. So in the show, Professor X creates these kids because he was never able to have kids on his own. And it's like a little scientist. He's a scientist and they all fight crime. What if you have Clark Gregg as Professor X? That's all I'm saying. If <laughs> I'm sure it's not I, going to be, but I'm just have, saying. Have they cast it yet? Uh, no, these, these are the first three castings that we've seen. I don't so even there think they're I mean, filming. It's, it's, it's definitely possible. But it's, CW. Yeah, CW make it happen. And we always know they're listening to us because we are some big <laughs> CW-verse fans. And the next, wow. Yeah, I'm telling you, Chris, we're going to start watching it, and we're going to be all into it. I'm telling you. <laughs> and the next story is Percy Jackson Disney Plus series script has been seen by the executive producers uh, Rick Riordan the author says that they like it they really like it and they are also aiming for a budget similar to WandaVision or The Mandalorian not really the biggest news but uh, Percy Jackson is a, a phenomenal book series for um, mm. for young adults and the fact that the movies were not that great, the series, the executive producers really liked the script, and that they are aiming for a budget similar to WandaVision or The Mandalorian lets me know that Disney believes in this show. They're aiming for that budget. Do you think they get it? Uh, I don't know, no. Because those are two IPs that are so huge. That right. They'll get close to it, but I don't think they'll hit it. It's going to require the same CG uh, for a lot of the shoots, especially with Percy oh. Jackson's uh, abilities. 
but yeah, the the aiming is what's it's concerning me. I, I doubt they get the aiming. Right. <laughs> and then releases this week. Of course, we got two things here for you. Sunday, March fourteenth, is the sixty third annual Grammy Awards. If you're into award show, and of course, the one that really impacts this show the most, Friday, March nineteenth, is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier season one premiere. Sam and Bucky. Sam and Bucky. That's what we're going to call it from here on out, ladies and gentlemen. But that's it for TV. I mean, not a lot, not a big TV week here. No, not at all. So, that leads us to movies. Yes, it does. Now, spoiler alert, I didn't watch anything except what I had to this week. Uh, same here for me. So, so, we'll just jump right into it. Again, same as last week, uh, this is one that I've seen... A number of times this was a first time watch for you yeah so what did you think of back to the future 2 uh again i'm not gonna put the spoilers tag up because this movie has been out for well over 30 years now um it i didn't like it as good as the first one mm -hmm. uh of course that's how normally most movies go with their sequels did they shoot this one two and three all at the same time, or was two and three shot at the same time? I think two and three may have been shot back to back. Okay. Um, because I think between one and two, Michael J. Fox still had the commitment to the Family Ties TV show. Gotcha. Um, well, the reason I asked is because at the end of Back to the Future Two, they already threw the trailer in for the third one, and I was like, that's kind of random that they would do that, but. Um, no, it was still a good movie. I didn't like it as much. I loved the, the 2015 stuff, like the self-lacing shoes, the hoverboards, the flying cars. If only Chris, if only that was yeah. what 2015 was like. Um, yeah. the whole jaws, of uh, animatronic at the very beginning of the hologram, mm. I was like, we could make that now. I don't know why we don't, but we could make that. That could be a thing now. It was like Jaws right. 56 was what the movie was. Or so. It was so dumb. Oh, man. But it was, I, I liked it. I, I liked the, the different set design we had uh, as far as Hill Valley. Mm -hmm. um, I, I wish we had more Doc Brown in this movie. Yeah. Um, Marty LaFly was fine. Did he play his daughter as well? I meant to look this up on IMDb because the 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 little girl looked like him. Uh, let me do Back to the Future too. But yeah. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> it threw me through a loop. I got I got to make sure of I, this because I'm pretty sure this was him. I bet it did. Yes. What yeah. did you think? While we're on the subject of quote-unquote, casting changes. What do you think of, of the new Jennifer, Elizabeth Shue? So Elizabeth Shue is, um, I like her because, of, of course, her uh, phenomenal role in Karate Kid and um, now um, Cobra Kai, which is, mm -hmm. again, one of the best television shows that's ever been made. Uh, so I, I like the different casting change. Just because we didn't really get to see much of Jennifer really in the first movie, so I right. I honestly didn't notice until my wife said she goes oh by the way they changed this because she's like you she's seen it multiple times 
and she was telling me stuff that I didn't even know about. But yes, Michael J. Fox did play Marty McFly, Marty McFly Jr., and Marlene McFly. So just mm-hmm. to let everybody know that. Um, the When we went back to the past for the, um, the first time, uh, this movie... I thought that was a little weird. I was like, because, <laughs> uh, you know, those cop cars crashed everywhere. The casino is the only thing standing pretty much. I said, Jamie, look, it's 2020. Um, <laughs> that's just it's just how it felt. It was a bunch of motorcycles. And I felt like that was very weird to see Lee Thompson in that very skimpy looking dress. And then um, Biff, how he made his fortune, everything. Everyone just called him Lucky. Uh, mm-hmm. which he was obviously rigged because of the sports book, which is, I'm, I'm glad they did that. Cause that's what everyone would have done. That's what everyone said. Anyways, if they've ever right. went to the future, you would get all of the, the sports books and then come back. And so you could bet money on them one millions. And sure enough, it's what they did. I, I guess technically they probably did this first and you know, I've never seen it, so I don't know. But as far as it compares to the first one, um, I don't know. I, I felt like the first one was obviously more original, and it, it just felt better to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it, I just don't know what it was. And I can't pinpoint it, but it I just didn't like this one as much. I don't know if I don't know if it was the plot of the movie or the B plot. I just didn't I just didn't enjoy it as much as the first one. And right. my wife said she goes, "Well, if you didn't like this one, you're really not gonna like the third one." And I was like, oh, "It's not that I didn't like it. It's just." I like the first one more. Like this one was right. fun and it had some good fun moments in it, especially when they did, um, like when he went back to the past in the past again, back to mm. 55 and he was sitting there having these conversations and doing things. And we see him doing different things while he's back in the past doing stuff. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Especially for, uh, what, what year did this come out? Um, it's like 88, I think. 80, 89. 89. So especially for like 89, I felt like that was that was really cool for it to for uh, to do that way. Overall, my score, um, I'm going to give it a B minus for this one. It's yeah. still good, just not as good as my uh, as the first one. Yeah, I, I'd probably come in at a B. Um, mm. It's a little bit below the first one for me as well. Um, it was definitely, I mean. They had to do it, right? I yeah. mean, you just went back in time. So what would happen if you went forward into the future? So, um, yeah, it's uh, a, a lot of it was just at the time, like, oh, they really think that's going to happen? Oh, they really think that's going <laughs> to And as time passes, it's like, you know, the technology is there. Like you said, the mm-hmm. technology is there to do a lot of that. In fact... I think Nike came out with shoes that they did. looked like the ones in the movie in 2015. And they right. they work. I think it's like one of those ones like you step into it and the laces like squeeze. So it's not mm-hmm. like the exact same way, but they still work. And then the fact right. that the Cubs won in 2015 in the World Series, um, it went against Miami. But I thought that was very funny how they, they did it that way. Well, and that was another thing. I mean, they, they predicted – a Miami baseball team. Um, and I don't think the franchise had been awarded yet to the city of Miami when uh, the movie was made. Because mm-hmm. it was made like late 88, early 89. The Marlins' first season wasn't until 92. So how do you so, predict that? <laughs> I, 
who knows right now they they could have called mlb and said hey what are your top sites for relocation or expansion right and and then they guessed off a short list but speaking of i'm ready for them to come to nashville it's already gaining traction and yeah yeah just I'm go ahead you, and move yeah i'm letting you know right now if it does come to nashville and they do put that stadium beside nissan stadium uh, i am going to buy season tickets that's just gonna be a thing yeah absolutely um, and I, I one of the things i really liked about this movie was the the 50s diner or the back in time mm-hmm. diner. I thought that was really cool. And the yep. there was this couple peddling, I guess, while they were eating. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought that was funny. And they have all the the stuff on the screens of the past. That was that well, was what's funny. funny about that is then look look at what we have. I don't know if other cities have this, but here in Nashville, we have pedal taverns mm-hmm. where you pedal around town while you drink. Yep. It's, so <laughs> they predicted that as well. You see what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, this is, like like you said, it's a fun watch. I think, as far as part three goes, I think you'd like it. Yeah. I think you'd like it a little bit less than this one, maybe. It It's going to depend on, are you a fan of Westerns? Because that's where it's set, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, you get a lot more Doc Brown. Good. Um, you also get Clara and the kids. Clara and the kids. I don't think I know them. Okay. Do I know Clara and the kids? No, you definitely don't know the kids. I'm trying to think. Yeah, no, you you don't know Clara either. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but you, you, you get Clara and, and, and the kids. You get, uh, of course, there's another Tannen. Of course. They have to contend with. But... Good old it's definitely now that you've watched the first two watching the third one you just kind of need to do it to complete the trilogy but yeah do you think they'll ever reboot back to the future i hope not yeah one of those classics that they just can't don't touch just, yeah just leave it alone, <laughs> leave it alone. <laughs> it's fine oh, like, because who's gonna play marty and have that same charisma you know he right i mean it's just mm. See, I, don't I don't know. know. Interestingly, though, Michael J. Fox was not the first Marty. Who was the first Marty? Eric Stoltz. What else has he been in? A lot of stuff. He was in Mask uh, with Cher back in the day. Um, he was in Pretty in Pink. I mean... Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. He's, what was it? What was, he was on Madam Secretary, the TV yeah. show. Um Oh, yeah, he Grey's was the. You should have told me this in Grey's Anatomy. I would have instantly known. He was the first Marty, and somewhere the footage exists of him because they actually started shooting the movie, and then they decided when Michael J. Fox became available to recast the part. Oh, that would suck. <laughs> that would suck. Like, oh, I mean, I've got this cool gig. It's gonna be fun. Oh, I got fired. Okay, cool. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, yeah, but yeah, a good one. Next week, we uh, we will not be doing part three or anything else except the Snyder cut of Justice League. So I'm gonna have to. (laughs) So I'm gonna have set aside like half a day to watch it. Yeah, are you going to rewatch the the Joss Whedon Justice League? 
I'll probably give it a shot. It depends on what my time's like. Yeah. I um, think that's what I'm going to do as well. And then are you are you watching all of this in the four hour entirety or are you gonna break it up somehow? I'll have to do it in one shot. I I can't break up movies. That's that's exactly if, what I'm going to be doing. If I get Ooh, half an hour in or an hour to whatever and I stop it, I have to go back to the beginning and watch yeah. it. I can't <laughs> I can't pick up where I left off. Uh, I'm so excited because I'm going to sit actually right here on this chair watching my, my uh, TV up here and just have mm -hmm. it just me just one night just watching all four hours. Might even uh, pop some popcorn and just enjoy it. I, 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 I want to say something, but that's, that's top secret information and I'll have to come out later on. But yeah, I, 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 wish, I wish things were a couple of weeks from now. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I know what you're talking yeah. about. It's going to be a good review, though. I'm, I'm really excited to see. Um, well, the reason I wanted to watch the first one, the, uh, the Justice League, as they're calling it, is because I want to compare and contrast uh, mm -hmm. and just so I'm fresh with it and everything. Right. Well, let's get into the news. Uh, first up from Screen Rant and Daniel Gillespie. Uh, some of y'all may have heard about this because it was published four days ago, mm -hmm. but we're going to cover it anyway here. Zack Snyder's Justice League has an epilogue with an intriguing title. Um, he says there is an epilogue chapter in addition to the six already revealed for his cut of Justice League. Um, it has the title of, let's see. So chapter one is titled, don't count on it, Batman. And it goes all the way through chapter six, titled Something Darker. Now let me scroll through here. The final chapter is titled A Father Twice Over. I have no idea to what <laughs> that can refer to. He says chapter six is a big epilogue which has its own title and is clearly very much the ending to this part of his Justice League X. Final chapter or epilogue is titled A Father Twice Over and will run for about 20 to 25 minutes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a sitcom length. <laughs> Before the credits roll, Snyder says the title wasn't released with the other six chapter titles, but doesn't mention why. Um, so here are his full comments on it. There's an epilogue that's called A Father Twice Over that, well, I guess wasn't released. The last part's called Father Twice Over, and that's, you know, takes you to the end of the movie. That's the big epilogue. From there to the very end is 25 minutes. 20 minutes plus the credits. There's actually seven parts. Um, it says here the immediate connection would be to Silas Stone, father of Victor, who helps rebuild him as Cyborg. Mm -hmm. um, which would technically make him a father twice over. But then they point out, given Silas was shown to die in a teaser for Zack Snyder's Justice League, this might not be the case. So, like you said. <laughs> I've had no earthly idea. Unless it's uh, dealing with Batman and different Robins or something like that, but that's what I was gonna say. I mean, yeah. could they go that route where 
Dick Grayson is no longer there, and he's found his new Robin. Mm-hmm. Therefore, a father figure yeah. twice over. That's the only thing I could think of with it, and I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just glad we're finally here. We're finally at the spot. We're getting this movie, and uh, the fan outcries worked. So yeah. I, I can't wait. I honestly cannot wait for this movie. I, I think it's going to be good, and you know, four hours. That's a long time, but I've I've also sat through a lot of longer movies that are like three, three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. King Kong, so Skull Island. Gonna... That's one. Yeah, that's one. <laughs> Let me get the next bit of news pulled up here. Um, we're going to the Hollywood Reporter, and this one is by Tatiana Siegel. Siegel, yeah. Kiersey Clemens to star in the Flash movie. She will reprise her role as Iris West, the romantic interest of Barry Allen. Um, now it says, obviously, she's going to be starring opposite Ezra Miller. Um, I'm hoping, first off, that this turns out... I like the TV Flash so much. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough for me to give this an unbiased viewing yes when it comes out that's going to be a lot of the problems with uh a lot of these characters for the dceu that's already been set up in the arrowverse um she obviously portrayed iris in justice league but snyder cut the role before he turned the film over to joss whedon Mm -hmm. um but she is going to be in the new snyder cut so so now, here's the thing. They recently said, um, Zack Snyder said this, that uh, Say the Justice League is the actual, um, is actually canon, right? But mm-hmm. with with her reprising her role as Iris West, it wasn't in the first Justice League, but it's going to be in the Snyder Cut. Does that not make that canon at that point? You would think so. So that's just that's just what I'm saying here. You would think so. So that's really all the news that there was on hers because it's basically yeah. a casting announcement. But um, yeah, you would think and see that again. That's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. That's one of those things with DC. It's almost like they don't take this into consideration. Where Marvel, they Marvel knew when they cast Evan Peters. It's Pietro. And then revealed to be what, Ralph Boner? Yeah. Um, so the dumbest thing, I swear. They, but they knew what they were doing the whole time. They knew how it was going to play out. They knew what... I've I've heard rumors that they may have future plans for him to bring him back in and reveal that Ralph Boner's probably really not his name. Yeah. Um, but they have all that stuff mapped out. DC, not so much. No. So it's like you, you can't. It's we've talked about it before. You can't like with the with this whole canon thing. Is Joss Whedon's canon? Is Zack Snyder's canon? I feel like you can't do it um, because they just don't know. I mean, they really just don't yeah. know. They're flying by the seat of their pants. Yeah. Next article is from Collider. This is by Vinny Mancuso. 
Batgirl and Zatanna projects confirmed for HBO Max by Warner Brothers. It says today at AT&T's investor presentation, Warner Brothers gave a glimpse at its slate of DC Comics projects arriving over the next few years. A lot of what's on there is already known. The Batman, Black Adam, Aquaman 2, etc., etc. But there are two notable titles worth shouting out. First, the long-in-the-works Batgirl movie is finally hard-confirmed. Second, that rumored Zatanna project made a magical appearance on the board. Uh, the journey to bring Batgirl to life has been one of deep peaks and valleys. Joss Whedon was at one point attached to the project, but quite literally could not come up with a good idea and stepped away. Christina Hodson, the writer on both Bumblebee and Birds of Prey, has been attached to the script since 2018, and there's no reason to believe it's not Hodson's movie going into production. Collider spoke to the writer in December 2018 when she noted her excitement over finally getting to the casting process for these tasty comic book roles. Her quote was, Batgirl is cool. With all these characters, the ones that I'm creating and that are original, like Charlie and the ones I'm getting to inherit and play with, they're independent, intelligent, capable, interesting, and nuanced. And nuanced really is the main thing. They're not one thing or another. They're flawed, complex, beautiful, wonderful, weird, and fully rounded and fully fleshed out characters. We've got so many great actresses out there that are ready to play these roles. It's fun to be writing roles for them. And they go on to say that Zatanna was barely mentioned in the July 2020 report as a possible project. So there's no word yet on a writer-director combo. But it does appear to be a TV series. Hmm. So, I mean, they they also have a blurb at the top, sort of a, um, a little tag underneath the article title. Allison Bree's schedule is pretty free right now, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Maybe. I don't know. I Zatanna was never one that I, I kept up with as far as mm-hmm. characters. So I'm I mean, probably she, a little... She was in a couple couple episodes of Smallville and then um, she was in Young Justice and in the um, Injustice video game. So I mean it's... She's not the, the biggest Batgirl I feel like is the the bigger project of the two. Especially um, coming off of Birds of Prey, but I'm curious about this, especially since they they're not really been talking about either one of these. Again, they're right. the DC movies, though their track record, we've said it week after week after week. I mean, how many times has a Flash had a new director? How many times has a Flash been rewritten? I mean, and we still don't even have it yet. They've so. had almost as many directors as Halo Infinite's had release dates. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not good. Mm-mm. But the other thing I look at here, right, Batgirl, popular character. You've got Batwoman on CW. Yeah. I mean, not that those two characters can't coexist, right? They're two separate people. Yeah. But, but to to your, your normal people watching the shows and movies, they're not going to get that. You know what I mean? No, they're so, going to get them mixed up. Yeah. They're not going to – they'll watch one, right? I can, I can see it happening with somebody that's not aware of the comic side of the universe. They'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to watch that new, that new 
Batwoman. Talking about Batgirl. They'll watch Batwoman. And then somebody will say, oh, come on, let's watch Batgirl. Okay, and they'll be expecting a carryover from the last episode of Batwoman they saw, and they're going to be watching Batgirl. Right. And they're going to be, what's going on? You. What I don't understand is why not, right? Because she's been brought up. Why not drop Batgirl in with the Titans? Mm. Well, no, she is. Uh, Barbara Gordon is. We don't know right. if it's quote-unquote Batgirl or not, though. But that's the point. Like now, you've got this separate project. Mm. Leave, leave it there. You could even put Zatanna in that show. Uh, I don't know how she's not. I mean, to it, introduce her and yeah. Oh, but what would because we don't know if the DCEU is connected yet to Titans because of it should be. the well, it's the I forget the guy the actor's name that just got cast as um as the new Robin. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. But he's in The Batman with Robert Pattinson. And he's also right. just got casted for season three of Titans. Is Are they connected or is that just... I, I don't know. I feel like that's... Why would they do that if, if it's not connected? Right. But that's just right. that's just where my mind's at. Titans is a phenomenal show. I can't wait for uh, for them to make us uh, exclusive people that interview the cast and characters. But Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, but it, it is a problem, right? I mean, what... if I'm not, obviously. But if I were the one calling the shots on that, I'd say, look, Marvel's putting all their eggs, most of their eggs, into cinema, mm-hmm. right? We're going to do TV. We'll come out with a big movie occasionally, but all our stuff's going to be on TV and streaming. Yeah, that's, we're that's where we're Because that's where the higher quality shows are. Mm-hmm. Those are the shows and the characters that people care about. They're not as attached to the feature film stuff, especially and with part, the, especially with and, the, the the inclusion of HBO Max. Like, I mean, you've got that in so many more eyes now, and right. it's, that's why that's why we have really high hopes for season three of Titans. So, I think it's going to be. I haven't heard, I haven't looked because I haven't even watched the first season yet. If uh, Doom Patrol's coming back. Do you know if it's is it going to come back for a second season? Uh, Have you heard? I haven't heard. I mean, oh. I need to start watching it. I need to watch it see, too, just to at least give it a try. So let's see here. I'm I'm really hoping because I did like the episode with them in it. Mm-hmm. I feel like the way that they set them up and and uh, brought Beast Boy into it was a real well done. Yeah, because I mean it sets up that whole show. Man. He- he had it made. Yeah. <laughs> that whole man cave downstairs or his room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and anytime he wanted a new game, he just turned into a tiger and he went and <laughs> scared took somebody. It from the storm. <laughs> All right. Next up, The Verge. This is by. Okay. I might butcher this first name. Chaim Gartenberg. We're going to go with that. Yeah. That sounds good to me. Um, and this article states avatar passes avengers endgame to retake box office crown after china re-release um so let's see endgame in 2019 had the top spot with 2.7902 billion dollars taken in that year you know a drop in the bucket yeah easy, easy peasy 
But because Avatar got re-released in China, its box office total is now $2.798 billion, which edges out Earth's Mightiest Heroes once again for the largest worldwide total. Come on, James Cameron. Why? Did we really need to do this now of all times? Can't even get Black Widow out in theaters. <laughs> here's what I here's what I do if I'm Marvel, right? Because we're starting to get to that point over here with the vaccine making its way around, where we're probably going to be able to open up in time for Black Widow, mm-hmm. at least with reasonable accommodations, right? Yeah. I say Marvel pushes Black Widow back a couple months. Yeah, say the look on your face. Well, but here's why. Let's blow it out of the water. Every theater in the nation, a different MCU movie every week, re-released, leading up to Black Widow. Right. All the way back to Iron Man and all the way through. It's a lot of weeks, a lot of movies. That is. But I, w- I would honestly, especially since I'm vaccinated now, I would 100% go to the movie theater to watch Iron Man again and on full screen. Uh, but, but pushing it back makes sense to me. And honestly, I really feel like that's what Marvel's going to do, especially with the vaccine rollout supposed to be, you know, with anybody 18 and older now able to get the vaccine by May 1st um, or, or starting on May 1st or however they're wording it. Um, and Black Widow is supposed to come out May 22nd. I'm not sure if that's 100% correct. I think more May 20th. May 20th is what it is. Push it back to July. I mean, you've got two months of everyone vaccinated. Mm. Things start opening back up. Um, do end game or like have like a whole highlight reel of movies that star Black Widow, do Iron Man 2, Avengers, stuff like that. And then do end game and then do Black Widow. And like make it a, a full feature day. You can make a lot of money. Um, you could beat Avatar, maybe. I don't. Avatar is going to. I feel like stay on the throne because before Avatar two comes out, James Cameron's going to do the exact same thing in China and re put it out there and be like, hey, let's get ready for Avatar two. But uh, it's. I, I hate it, but especially because I mean, well, not really. I mean, it's good for them, but. To me, it's just a little petty, guys. I mean, heaven forbid that well, Avengers Endgame holds the number one spot. You've got... I mean, Disney's laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah. you know, Because they, they own these. Yes. And the only other franchise that's going to generate that kind of traffic in a theater, if it's re-released, is Star Wars. Which, mm. oh, by the way, Disney also owns. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> So they're like, hey, we'll just get all these guys to re-release and just keep raking in money. Yep. Because I mean, why not? Even though, even though you can stream at home, there's nothing like seeing it on that huge screen mm-hmm. surrounded by a bunch of other fans. And with the big speakers right here in your ears, yeah, I would 100% yeah. agree. All right, final movie news item. Kind of TV, kind of news. This um, actually broke today. It's from a, a website called The Direct with a byline by Richard Nebbins. Disney confirms Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow movie to get a documentary special. Um, so it notes that Wanda, WandaVision 
earned rave reviews for its unique style of storytelling. And the same appears to be the case for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, a.k.a. Sam and Bucky. Or pushing it, Chris. <laughs> premiering next week. Um, but it notes that they're going to be giving fans a sneak peek into their process of bringing stories to life. They have a newly announced Assembled series. The first episode of the series is now available to stream. I've not watched that one yet. I don't no, know if you've I, checked I'm, it out. I'm going to, but I just haven't gotten around to it yet. It gives fans an inside look at the production process for WandaVision after its nine-episode run concluded last week. Um, but let's get down to the, um, to the announcement here. It says, in the details section of its page on Disney+, Plus, it's announced the series will be utilized for a behind-the-scenes look at Marvel Studios' first film of Phase 4, Black Widow, specifically mentioning the film's star, Scarlett Johansson. Plans are revealed for future entries featuring productions such as WandaVision, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, a.k.a. Sam Bucky, <laughs> and Loki via exclusive on-set footage. So... I mean, I'm all about this. I love this sort of stuff. That's one reason mm -hmm. why I like collecting uh, physical media because you get all the special features and the behind-the-scenes audio commentaries and that sort of thing. So I'll definitely watch it. I did see some stuff bouncing around today about the WandaVision episode um, where they they show Paul Bettany and Vision makeup Without the ears? And without the ears <laughs> made up, so it's his normal ears. And, and it's, not the, it's not the same color face paint that we see. Mm -hmm. um, because filming in black and white, colors show up differently. So for the early episodes, they had to give him a like a blue. Yeah, I noticed that too. Blue. So stuff like that's interesting to find out, like how they, how they, actu how they actually make the magic, so literally butt ups yeah i see what you did there so <laughs> as far as releases this week uh march 18th Zack snyder's justice league you might have heard of it oh, the snyder cut so excited it drops 3 a.m on hbo max yeah it's gonna be so, good i'll be watching it potentially on friday is when yeah. I'll probably watch it Friday night. Well, um, well, this is gonna be a rough week then, because <laughs> that's the same day the Falcon and Winter Soldier drops. Well, that I watch at uh, five thirty in the morning. Yeah, I, I wake my wife up and I wake my my brother up and we'll Facetime and watch it. So that's what we do with oh, Wandavision. Yeah. That's what we're gonna do with this one. And I meant to put on last week's um, schedule, completely forgot and missed it. Uh, Cherry with Tom Holland released last week, directed by the Russo brothers, okay. and on uh, it released uh, yesterday as we're filming this. It released on Friday the twelfth. Did not put it in the show notes. I apologize. Um, that is one I will be watching tomorrow. So, <sighs> and then Chris, it is time for our last section here, and that is of course the Vigia games. Chris, have you been playing anything fun this week? Uh, I'm still plugging away on Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, I'm telling you, this is um, so fun. Do, do you need to put the spoiler bit up for this? Uh, I mean, it's been out a minute. Boom, it's up. 
I just wanted to tell you where I'm at. Uh, okay. Chailbert just bit the dust. So. Oh, that was heartbreaking, wasn't it? I mean, it's. I was trying to figure out for a while how to get out of the cave, and then it dawned on me, and I was like, <laughs> I was just going to leave him. Right. Be like, you, you know, I'll be back for you when you're just bones, <laughs> and I can put you in my pocket. Um, yeah, it that was, uh, I mean, he went off to hunt wild boar, and he gets assassinated, basically. So. Mm-hmm. I, I don't it's know rough. if that was a Game of Thrones homage, but... It's rough out there in those streets. Yeah. Um, I've been playing uh, Apex Legends. I've got a tournament coming up. Um, so I've been playing it. Sea of Thieves again. And I, I jumped back into Outer Worlds, which is an Obsidian game. Uh, which is a um, MMO, not MMO, an RPG and I've got some things downloading and downloaded that's going to come in from our next uh, couple of news stories here. But nothing nothing too crazy this week. Uh, next week, if I can find time, there's going to be a bunch to talk about. But Chris, I want mm. to jump right into these news stories because this was huge this week. I don't know if you've seen any of the videos that launched out of any of these news stories, but they were good and one almost made me cry and I, and I can admit that. So number one here, Bethesda officially joins Xbox. I know several months ago we said that they were purchasing Bethesda, but it is now officially official. Bethesda is owned by Xbox. We are going to GamerVW.com for this story by Ben Gibson. After receiving approval from the European Commission for the deal, Microsoft goes ahead with a $7.5 billion purchase of Bethesda's parent company, ZeniMax bringing Bethesda and other studios under the ownership of Microsoft. Quote, This is an exciting day for Xbox. Today we officially complete the acquisition of ZeniMax Media, parent company of Bethesda Softworks. It's an honor to welcome the eight incredibly talented development studios, Bethesda Game Studios, id Software, ZeniMax Online Studios, Arcane, Machine Games, Tango Gameworks, Alpha Dog, and Roundhouse Studios, and their passionate global communities to the Xbox family, end quote. The announcement states that some games will be exclusive to Xbox and PC, which will be a disappointment for PlayStation owners who may be unable to play some new titles that may otherwise have been available on their chosen platform. The announcement also mentions that, quote, it's, vital, it's vitally important that Bethesda continues making games the ways it always has, end quote, suggesting that Microsoft may give a fair amount of creative control for its newly acquired studios. Um, now... This has been a big debate with a bunch of different podcasters, a bunch of different games journalists, and, and gamers, period. Should and will Xbox and Microsoft and Xbox make these games exclusive? I don't have a problem with, with where the industry's going if they're exclusive for, say, the first two to three months that yeah. they're out or Time's something exclusive. like that. Yeah. Uh, if they're games that, you know, are on are on a timed exclusive, that doesn't bother me. But if if you're gonna sit there, now that we have all this um, technology for Xbox and PlayStation users to be able to play cross-platform, mm -hmm. there's no reason for it anymore. And give yourself a little bit of a period of exclusivity, and then open it up to everybody. Um, that seems perfectly fair, but the life's not fair, so no. they'll probably they'll well, probably keep them that way. There's, 
there's two sides to this coin here. I understand the exclusive exclusivity of it all. Uh, you've got God of War. You've got uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. You've got Insomniac Spider-Man. You've got Jack and Dexter. You've got... Um, I can't think of the game coming out um, soon. With the... Oh, anyways. But... Like, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is now on PC. No longer exclusive. Uh, Death Stranding is about to do the same thing. Uh, and some other games like that. Of course, Insomniac Spider-Man has it. God of War has not for any of it. But to me, I think, and it's been said before, that Bethesda is going to keep honoring the contracts and deals it has with other uh, companies like PlayStation and PC as far as like Deathloop is a PlayStation exclusive um, I'm, I don't know for how long, but it is exclusive. But the, the thing is, you don't buy a company for $7.5 billion and not have your games exclusive on Xbox because the whole point is to bring customers to your service and to your product. And But I, I'm with you. I feel like a timed exclusivity will work. Of course, a lot of these games will go day and date with Xbox Game Pass, uh, mm. which is, I'm telling you, Chris, the absolute best deal in gaming. And if you have an Xbox or even game on PC, you are doing yourself a disservice by not owning this pro this product. And I will say that to the day I die. And I know I'm Chris, doing my best. I know we're we're it. working on it. <laughs> and and that goes into the second story here, uh, and the second last one. Bethesda adds twenty games to Xbox Game Pass. Well, I guess Xbox adds twenty Bethesda games to Xbox Pass if you want to be that way. And we're going to the right. news.xbox.com, and this is by Will Tuttle, the editor in chief for Xbox Wire. As we shared earlier this week, we officially welcomed Zenimax Media and Bethesda to the Xbox family, adding even more incredible talent, creative diversity, and beloved gaming franchises to an already stacked Xbox lineup. You might be wondering what exactly that means for you as a gamer. Well, as we've said in the past, Xbox Game Pass is all about bringing you more great games to discover and play with your friends. Starting tomorrow, this was on Thursday, we continue to journey and celebrate welcoming Bethesda to Xbox by making 20 of Bethesda's most iconic and award-winning games, including games for franchises like Dishonored, Doom, The Elder Scrolls, Fallout, and Wolfenstein, available to Xbox Game Pass members. What's more, 16 of those titles will be available everywhere you play, whether it's PC, console, or mobile devices, through the cloud for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members. This is huge. And this is what I was, just, what I was talking about earlier when I was talking about um, having more games to play this week. I've already got Fallout 76 re-downloading. I have it on PlayStation. I've got Prey downloading as well. And then uh, I'm going to re-download uh, Skyrim because why, have, why not play that for my uh, 80th time in my life? But, right. Dude, that's a lot of titles. And this, I'm telling you, especially with the, the EA deal that we've got now, with EA Play being an Xbox Game Pass, I just I don't understand why people would not get Game Pass. And right. I know people are. I'm in a Game Pass Ultimate holder. Even though I've got an iPhone, I can't play these on the go yet. They're working on it right now as far as doing like as a, a browser or whatever. That's beyond the point. Dude, <laughs> 20 new games of Bethesda's hit game, like titles, mind-boggling. And I, I, I cannot wait. And this all happened within like three days of each other, all this news. And I love Bethesda and a lot of their games. 
And so just having to play them again or like pray, I have never played. And I said, I'll buy it when it's on a sale one day. And now I don't have to. I'm just, I'm downloading it right now and I can just play it. But right. I, I can't wait. Like this is, I'm, I'm excited for the future. And with being Bethesda being under Microsoft's umbrella, I feel like there's going to be a lot more fun things happening in the future. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I, I just, I think it's good because not everybody's going to be able to get out there and get, even when they are available, get both systems. Mm-hmm. You know, Microsoft's making it a little bit easier because you can pay on time. Yep. Uh, for the Xbox and combine it with your Game Pass subscription for one monthly payment. But uh, it's still not going to be in a lot of people's price range. So if you can only pick one console, and you're a and you're a Sony person, you're missing out on these games. Whereas if make them available, you know, it's just going to put more money in their pocket. Right. It's it's going to be fun. I mean, the future is going to be a lot of fun and I'm very curious to see what E3, well, they're not, they've already canceled E3 this year. Um, but what their, their virtual E3 conferences are going to look like, especially yeah. with them. Cause they're going to, they're going to announce some crazy things and they already know, and they couldn't work on things until now. Offic- officially, they said in a quote, I forget who it was, uh, Phil Spencer or Todd Howard, but they said they couldn't officially start working and planning things until uh, the deal went through on Wednesday. So mm-hmm. now it's you know, officially, you know, they were texting back and forth, though. There's no oh, yeah. way. There's no way they weren't just not letting anything be public. So there's a lot so, of things coming. Before we leave gaming here and, and wrap things up, let me ask you something. I, I want your opinion on this. Grand Theft Auto. Okay. GTA 6 has been rumored for years. They're making so much money right now just with GTA 5. Right. And the ability to play it online and and just people, whenever they feel like it, they download it, they jump in. Do you think we ever really get a GTA 6? Yes. I, I, I do think we get a GTA 6. Um... It's not, to me, I feel like it's not going to be connected to GTA Online. I feel like what they will do is, to me, this is what, as a consumer and trying to think as a businessman here, what I would do is separate the two. GTA 6, do it as your story mode, as your just only campaign, that's it. And then come out with a free GTA Online. Uh, because what they're making, they're making all their money in shark cars, like the in-game currency and things. Mm-hmm. Just separate it. We're in a world right now where free-to-play games are dominating. Uh, Warzone, right. Apex, Fortnite, those are your, your big ones. CSGO, all of these are all free-to-play. And they're still highly successful because of the in-game currency. It's just, just separate it. I do think we'll see a GTA 6. I would I would say this year we might see a glimpse of it at some conference somewhere. Um, if it's released, I want to say November or uh, Q4 2022. But I, I do think that's what they'll do. I think they'll come out and say, you know, GTA Online is our biggest success with success we've ever had. What we're going to do, GTA Online is now free to play. It's separate. You play it 
yourself. I mean, you, you can download it right now for free. Um, what this means is, though, that when you buy GTA 5 or GTA 6, it's just um, for the story. And I feel like that's honestly what they should do. And uh, I would put money on it. That's, that's what they're going to do. Cool. Do you like that answer? That was a good yeah, answer, Chris. I, I, I like that. I answer. feel good yeah. about that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, a- absolutely. There's one more bit of news before we get to the releases. Okay. Um, that I, I just recalled it. And I didn't put it in the in the doc because I forgot to. It came out earlier this week. I want to say it was around Tuesday, Wednesday. And the EA announced that right now their projected uh, launch date for their new college football game is going to... It looks like they're shooting for third quarter of 2023. That's not bad. It's not. It means that they're not just going to take the Madden code and yeah crank out a game so they're gonna oh, recode good. the game from the ground up tyler's gonna be playing as vanderbilt uh yeah vanderbilt's gonna be great again all right we're just gonna put it that way <laughs> terrible terrible quote we're not vanderbilt's going to be good that's just <sighs> speaking of things that are going to be good chris that's not so far away we've got some new releases this week coming up of march 14th the march 21st Elder Scrolls Online Flames of Ambition DLC comes to you for PS4 and Xbox One on March 16th. Kingdoms, Kingdoms of Amalur, uh, Re-Reckoning on the Switch will come out March 16th as well. Marvel's Avengers gets finally gets its next-gen upgrade for the PS5 and Xbox Series X on March 18th. And then Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville for the Switch comes out on March 19th. To be fair, uh, not to be fair, um, to add on to Marvel's Avengers, the new DLC with Clint Barton is also March 18th. So you get the same character they just released, and it's not enough to bring it back into the game. No. So, but Chris, that's it. That does it for episode 18 of the podcast. Again, thanks for everyone listening and tuning in. If you're on dlive.com slash SSNRN, welcome. Hope you enjoyed the, the live show of the NerdWide podcast. If you like what you saw and heard, you can go to any of your podcasting services and subscribe to us there just by searching NerdWide podcast. Same thing on youtube.com. Go to the search bar, type in NerdWide or NerdWide podcast. You'll find our two beautiful mugs plastered all over the page. Subscribe to us there. Like Chris says, turn on the bell. Give us a thumbs up if you like it. If you don't like like it go to the comments instead of thumbs down let us know what you don't like what you do like what we can do better because we don't know if we can improve if you don't tell us uh you can always subscribe to or follow us on social media you can follow the nerd wine account at nerd underscore wine you can follow me at ty underscore haynes and you can follow chris at mav tn7 but guys don't forget wash your hands wear a face mask and socially distance until you get the vaccine Stay safe, and we cannot wait to come to you next week finally seeing Zack Snyder's Justice League for Nerdwide Podcast, episode 19. Until then, stay safe, and we'll see you then. Later, guys.